Sorry about that. So in a previous life, I was a youth pastor in a church plant. Now, if you're wealthy, you can put a gate 
hovering and it's like there's hooves in your face, I think you would wake up, right? So he's laying across this gate and blocking the entrance. Now, because of, it is an issue of wealth and it is an issue of security, a lot of times there would be a community call. And so you would get multiple flocks in the same sheep call. Okay, so John, Jay, and Michael all have sheep flocks, and they put them all in the same community fold together and take maybe take shifts laying across the gate, or if the gate was big, maybe they all lay across the gate, whatever that looked like. But it was this community fold. And they would watch their sheep during the day. They could watch their sheep during the day when they're in the pasture, but the fold served as protection at night and security at night. <coughs> now, if you have a Bible, you can turn to John chapter 10. Or the words ought to be on the screen behind me. This is John 10, verse 10 verses. Very truly, I tell you, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate, but climbs in another way is a thief and a bandit. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him. He's going to get that case. And the sheep hear his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all of his own, he goes ahead of them, and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will not follow a stranger, but they will, they will run from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this figure of speech with them, but they did not understand what he was saying. So again, Jesus said to them, very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who come before me are thieves and bandits. But the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters by me will be saved. And will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. You've probably heard that last verse, right? It's a whole different context. It's a very quotable verse, verse 10. I have come to have life and have it to the full. That is, that, that's, that's one of those passages that ends up on your refrigerator on a magnet, right? Or people talk about having an abundant life in Jesus and all that kind of thing. But the first half of it is, the thief comes to kill and destroy, but I have come to have life and have it to the full. And you drop that into the context of the metaphor of I'm the gate. He's talking about people trying to break in and steal flock and kill and destroy the sheep flock. And that's who he's protecting. That's he's saying, I'm, I've come that they may be safe, that they may have life, and that they may have it abundantly. That's what he's saying about who he is. So he's calling himself the gate. Now, when I told you about what sheepfolds are like, and then you read that passage, it's like, because people who try to climb it would try to break in over the wall of rocks without coming through the gate. Kind of, it puts more context to the metaphor, right? Oh, there's a sheep pen, there's a gate, and Jesus is the way through it. Yes. But when you read the passage, he's describing the disciples, you can kind of picture, okay, there's a wall of rocks, there's a shepherd who's protected, and the sheep come and go with the guy who's a shepherd. Community full. The sheep know my voice and follow me out, the rest of them don't. So you can kind of see how this is a metaphor. The disciples are like, I don't know what he's talking about. Because the disciples were so sharp. And on top of it all the time. They walked with Jesus 24-7 for three years and still don't understand what he's trying to accomplish. Poor guys. But we're the same way. We read the Bible all the time. We go to church all the time. We still don't quite know what Jesus wants to 
picture of a gate. Well, a gate has an impact. A gate causes division by default. People that are inside the gate and people that are outside the gate. If you forgot the code to youth group, I guess you couldn't come to church. Right? Having a gate, having a wall, having protected automatically causes a separation or a division. So Jesus is saying there is safety and security through me. But those who don't follow my voice, those who don't enter into the gate, are thieves, are opposed to me. He's automatically saying, I'm the gate to those who follow me and those who are outside of me. There's an automatic division. In fact, Jesus multiple times says, if you follow me, it will cost you something. Lay down your life and follow me. Let Take up your cross and follow me. Those who follow me, the world will hate you because of me. So when Jesus calls himself the gate, he is saying there are some who are his, and there are some who just are not. That's tough. In this day and age, we want everybody to be included. We want everybody to get part of what's going on. We want that. And if that's right, we should want that. But make no mistake, when you read this passage, he says, my sheep will know my voice. The implication, the opposite is true. Those who are not his sheep will not hear him or will not understand and will not know his voice. Which means that him being the gate means there has to be a decision to make. He made. Jesus is calling his sheep. It happens several times in the story. Those I call will respond. They will follow me. When I leave them out of the gate, they will follow me. They will go with me. They will know my voice. They won't follow the voices of those that have come before. In fact, he says in the passage, he goes, everybody who came before me wasn't the real deal. They were thieves. They were deceivers. Which lends itself to one of the other I am statements, right? We'll talk about that in a couple weeks. I am the truth. I am the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. That's not a very inclusive statement, Jesus. Except that it is. It's the ultimate inclusive statement. All you have to do is follow your shepherd's voice. He just says, I'm the way. There is a division of those who follow me and those who don't. Those who know my voice and those who don't. Which means we have a decision to make. Will we call him shepherd or not? The third thing that this gate metaphor provides is that gates provide protection. I mentioned this. The shepherd at night would literally lay across the entrance. And provide and the, the walls of the fold would protect the sheep. See, not only would protect the sheep from the outside threat, because the bees would have to climb over the fence, it also keeps the sheep from wandering at night and getting away. So it protects them from outside, but it also keeps them in the fold in theory. I mean, you can wake up, you don't wake up with a sheep walking on you. But it keeps them from escaping. It keeps them from wandering off. It keeps them from going off wherever they want to at night. It keeps them safe from themselves as much as it does from outside threat. So the gate provides protection. Well, if Jesus is saying all that about himself, he's saying, I cause division. My truth causes division. I am calling you to be a part of me, to follow me, to enter into my fold. You literally could say that in this metaphor, that if Jesus is the gate, We'll do shepherd next week. We'll do a lot of sheep metaphors. Okay. But if Jesus is the gate, 
sheep will enter into the church. I will protect the church. Jesus literally lays down his life for the sake of the sheep in his church. Lays across the entrance, keeps the bat out, keeps the fold in the hole. So Jesus is saying, I do cause division, I do expect a decision, I expect you to know me, but I also provide protection from the world and from yourself. <laughs> because we come, one of the reasons we come to church is why? To learn how to follow, to learn the shepherd's voice, to learn how to hear God's voice in your life. A lot of people come to church to protect themselves from the outside world. Parents, keep my kids in church so they'll be a good kid. <laughs> right? I, I can't do this alone. Parents can relate to that statement, right? I need you. When I was, I told you I was a youth director. Parents come to me, fix my kid. Tell them to follow me, Charlie. Okay. You know, there's an expectation that being a part of the church provides protection and guidance and a way to live, and it protects us from ourselves. Because we don't have the church, if we don't have community, if we don't have spiritual guidance, what are we doing? The Bible calls us wandering sheep at that point. Isaiah, literally, we will lose our way. Left without the church, without fellowship, we're just sheep wandering around without protection, without a shepherd, without guidance. So Jesus is saying, I am all of those things. Well, you can see kind of where this metaphor is going, right? The gate is salvation for the sheep. It keeps the wolves out, too. It keeps the bears out, too. It keeps the thieves who will take them away and slaughter them. It, it protects the flock. It's literally salvation. Our response is to hear his voice and follow where he leads. Now that's really going to be just the shepherd next week, right? Because that's what we did, we're talking about. Following the shepherd. He's the gate. <coughs> so as one of his in the fold, we have life guided by truth, by his voice. Anytime the scripture talk Jesus' voice and follow my voice, it's not just, oh, that's Jesus. It is God's voice. Jesus, for his job on earth and in his time and in his teachings, is to reveal God to us. So when we say that he is, he, he says, follow my voice, it's another way of saying, do what I say. Not just hear the voice, like, oh, there's the shepherd, I'm going to do what I want to do. It is hear the shepherd and follow him out of the gate. It is follow what the voice has to say to Come here. Go there. Do this. I don't know if you noticed this, but it was interesting is this needs the gate, and the implication of the gate, another implication of the gate, is the sheep came and went. I told you that during the day they'd be out in the pasture grazing. At night they'd be in the fold where they're safe and sound. If the fold, if the protective fold is the church, metaphorically speaking, the boundaries of the church, then there's a huge implication in this metaphor about us. We're not supposed to always stay at church. We're supposed to come and go. Otherwise, we'd be here all week and that'd be here. But what I mean is, if you're in the church and you only hang out with Christian people and you only do church stuff, and that is the, the extent of your existence, you're always in the fold. But if you will follow the shepherd out of the gate into the world, 
problem with being a pastor and living and going to seminary is your whole world is Christian. You go to church on Sunday, you go to, you go to Genesis class on Monday, all you know is Christian people. You're never, you never come. So the evangelism class, we had to find three people that we knew were not in the fold, so to speak, and figure out how to build a relationship with them and share the gospel. That's part of the class. His point was, you're always in your holy bubble. You've got to break the bubble. At some point, you've got to go from, okay, I've heard the gospel of John again. You start over. Like, at some point, you know enough. At some point, you've been to enough Bible studies. At some point, you've been to enough worship services. The fold is all around you. It's time to go out and pasture. If you live life, and when we had identified people in that class, we're like, oh, that's true. I don't know anybody that's not a Christian right now. I'm a seminary and a church. It's my whole world. And so you coach us, you like, somebody cuts your hair. Somebody checks out your groceries. Of course, it's a long time ago. I don't want to check out stuff. Somebody checks out your groceries. You, you bump into people all the time that may or may not know who Jesus is or ever heard the shepherd's voice. But the point was to become aware of the people you come in contact with who might need to hear about the love and the hope of Jesus. But even if you're not walking around turning everything into a spiritual metaphor, oh, that candle, that's like the gospel. Let me tell you all about it. That's not what I'm saying. But if you're not bumping into the rest of the world, you are. You work somewhere. You get groceries somewhere. You do get a haircut, I think. Like you, you're out in the world. But are you carrying Christ's life and voice to that world? Or are you just like, it's just my people, I'm the church, I'm here. Now the opposite is also true. You can't not ever be in the fold and always in the pasture. Because if always in the fold, it's one of those metaphors in the fold. If you're always in with Jesus at church, that's too timid. If you're always in the world, that's too dangerous. You have no protection. If you never come to church, if you never read your Bible, if you never interact with other Christians, that's like being a pastor all the time. And you've got no protection, you've got no flock, you've got no community, you've got no connection, you've got no grounding, you've got nothing to safe. That's why Jesus says, the sheep will come and go. Because it's called. The shepherd will watch you next week. Or next week. The shepherd will watch you while you're in the pasture during the day. While you're going about your life. He'll guide you. Hear my voice and follow me as I lead you out into the world. And then at night, he puts you into the fold to protect you. It's both. Otherwise, you'll never get to experience the pastor. Now, what's really interesting is it says pastors in that passage. It's plural. Which means your pastor and your pastor are different from my pastor. We all have our own life. We all have our own call. We have our own experiences that we're called to, that God has called us to, to pursue. But you will miss out on those opportunities if you're only with the flock in the never in your spiritual community, if you're never grounded, you won't be safe from those who want to steal, kill, destroy. So our response is to follow our shepherd's voice, to come and go, both, church, to win the world as Christ's ambassador, both. 
He watches us as we live on mission. He nurtures. Now, I'm getting a little ahead of myself next week. What does the shepherd do? Lays down his life in the gate and protects it. Jesus says, I am the gate. I will protect you. But when you're out in the pasture, the shepherd's guiding you. Now, when he brings them back into the fold, he's like checking on them as you break your leg. He's, like, he's nurturing the sheep as they come back through the gate. That's check in time. You come to church, it's like, how you doing? What's the spiritual answer on Sunday morning? How you doing? Fine. We all say it. We all do it, right? But when you come into church, that's your opportunity for the shepherd to go, okay, I'm going to have to be more patient. I'm going to nurture this part of your faith. I'm going to help you be more generous. The shepherd can check you out. Make sure you're good at it. Which is why you've got to do a little community and vulnerability. You can't just, like, come to church, okay, sermon's good, music's good, they can get YouTube today, sweet. See you next Sunday. There's more to it than that. You have to actually, we call this place connection. Do you know the people who are sitting next to you? Well, if you're married to each other, I hope so. But do you know the people down the road from you? Have you at least met them? We call this place connection. If you come to the fold, do this while you're here, and leave, you make no connection. I'm guilty of that sometimes. I mean, I go to people I know, hang out with people I know, because I feel socially awkward, and I like to people I know. I don't do small talk well. I'd rather have a deep theological discussion than talk about the weather. Let's talk about the ontological distinction of being. I'd love to share that with you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm good. We can do that all day. In fact, some of the college students that I work with know. I can talk about the Bible for a couple of hours and I'm free. Get some A&M's in the middle area, you know? So, that's me. That's where I am. That's my pastor. That's why I'm not pastor. I'm pastor. Say that fast. with the world, but also be with our flock. We follow our shepherd wherever we go. Because it's in doing that that we discover the second half of verse 10. Jesus promises us, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. Have it abundantly. And that involves being in the full and among the world. Without one or the other, you don't have life to the full. Without your shepherd, you don't have life to the full because you're just lost. Let's pray. Gracious God.